All right, on today's episode of Locked on Canucks, we experienced some Wi-Fi problems, but we did our best because we had to, okay? Corey Schneider, what if he never got traded in 2013? That is what we talked about today. I hope you enjoy. Uh, we're just kind of picking up where we left off, right? Or do you, or do you want to start all over? The whole thing crashed. I don't even know how I get that recording. What if the Canucks never traded Corey Schneider? It's the alternate Schneiderverse, and we're going to get into it here. It's Begsy, and it's Bowen, and you're listening to Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and thanks for hitting the play button on today's episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, Canucks writer and credentialed media member for Daily Hive Vancouver. Make sure you download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. And before we dive into today's alternate reality show, we want to thank you for listening to Locked On Canucks, your team, every day. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, Kyle, I know you wanted a break from talking about backup goaltenders and third line centers. So we decided mm-hmm. to dive into the past instead of looking forward. And we decided to talk about the Corey Schneider trade. What if it never happened, Kyle? First and foremost, how you're doing? And second all, what if that? What if? What if? What if? Hey, Bexy, thanks so much uh, to listen in to my demands and taking care of my personal uh, well-being. Because, again, it's hard to talk about depth forwards and backup goaltenders in late April for me because it's just it, it's I know it's not meaningless but it's just boring man and I got a life to live bro it's only Wednesday so I'm glad we're doing something and we're jumping into this alternate universe maybe I should have taken a couple grams of golden teachers for real for this one man for real because <laughs> we going somewhere we going somewhere where we almost went and maybe all of our lives would be so different would be would we be here would you and I be here on locked on Canucks if Luongo got dealt and not Schneider, who knows? Who knows? Would the people be here with us today? Who knows? Speaking of the people, we do get to the comments at the, at the end of the show because we do save the best for last. Schneider, man. 2013, the draft for Horvat. I fell on my knees because I, I just wanted more. And I also thought Luongo was gone. And I was mentally ready. You know, Begsy, you, you, again, Kyle Bound and Trevor Beggs been friends forever. You know I'm a huge Aaron Rodgers fan. Aaron Rodgers, right? And it took years and years and years for me to feel comfortable moving on from him. And th- this was really like the first year while I was ready for it. And it just happened. And it's ironic how now we're talking about this whole Luongo Schneider thing from 10 years ago. And I'm not going to front. You know, I put Aaron Rodgers at the top of my list when it comes to my favorite athletes. Luongo is right up there as well because he did a lot for me, man. He brought this team to another level, right? West Coast Express was cool. But Bertuzzi for Luongo made the Canucks actually a, a legitimate Stanley Cup contender i know we only got out of the second round once but he actually got us there got us close and not close enough i know you got so many stories to tell and you probably went through this really deep can i ask you something straight from the top and it's a, it's a scary question I, I know schneider wait wait did schneider ever get a start in the stanley cup finals no he didn't did he did he get a start no, no, he, he didn't. No, he didn't. Th- th- there was that big debate about like yeah. Luongo was so bad in the road games three and four. Should Schneider sh- should Schneider start game six? Yeah, and Luongo just had a shutout in game five, so they went back to Luongo and yeah, yeah. 
I know. I know. I remember my my old man at the time. He was like, "No, they need to start Schneider." And then, of course, Longo lets in two softies in Game Six. But oh. that's 2011, man. I know we, we're we're no, not no, coming no, that okay, far okay, back. Let's go answer the question though. Like, what if Schneider gets one of those starts? I know it's impossible because there was no room to lose three straight games. And like, I kind of I kind of feel like that's what it would have taken for the Canucks to kind of panic. And you, you're right. In Game Five, that Longo got a shutout. You can't just move on from Longo in a in a game six situation where you could be hoisting the cup in 60 minutes. That's a good, that's a, that's a piece of shit move. Let's be honest. Yo, that is, that is, but what if, what if Corey Schneider gets to play in Boston in game six, are the Canucks Stanley cup champions? I think it's easy to say yes, but I'm still going to go. No, I think at that okay. point, the Canucks are too banged up. I think Schneider actually gave up. I could be wrong. I, have, I haven't gone back and looked at the losses to close. I think he gave up like three goals and, in game six wasn't it a five two boston win something like that so no i'm gonna say that they the canucks still don't win the cup even with schneider net but who knows man maybe he pulls the bubble the bubble demco i mean we'll we'll, we'll never Ooh, know man it's man, nice we'll to think know. about it's nice to think about oh, oh man okay dive geez, into this man crazy. dive into this alternate universe man 2013 draft what happens bro in in, in this alternate universe all right all right, so as we know, Schneider gets traded for Bo Horvat. A big announcement, big shock to the entire NHL world, not just Vancouver. But in this alternate reality, the Canucks stick to the plan that everyone expects. They keep Schneider, and they trade Luongo at the 2013 draft. Now, because Luongo, he's 32, turning 33. Because of that contract situation, they're not getting that first-round pick. But they do trade him to the Florida Panthers. So they trade Roberto Luongo. For a 2013 second round pick. It's actually 31st overall. It's the first pick of the second round. And they do also acquire Sean Mathias. You know, he's played a couple NHL seasons. He's just coming off a campaign where he had 14 goals in 47 games, 24 years old at the time. So he's got some promise. The Canucks like what they see there. And, and again, they're just not going to get a massive haul for Luongo because of the contract. But here's what the Canucks do with that 31st overall pick they select Delta native Tristan Jari who actually went in about the middle of the second round of that draft. So they get their goalie of the future while keeping Corey Schneider, the goalie of the present. What it means, though, is that they do not draft Thatcher Demko in 2014. Damn. Okay, I can see all those things kind of sort of happening. Okay, so Sean Mathias, second-round pick. You use that second-round pick to pick the goalie of the future, right? Keep one in the pipeline. You just let Luongo go. Luongo go. Yeah, I could see. I could see that system working out. Now, l- let me let me ask you this because it's so it's so hard to tell, right? Because post twenty thirteen, we never really got to see Corey Schneider do his thing for a long period of time, and he he has to be one of the most unluckiest athletes and unluckiest good athletes at at his respective position of all time. Because he, again, he went from being drafted by the Canucks, being developed. Being the backup for Roberto Luongo, which is cool. You, it's kind of just the way it pans out. We've seen that scenario many times, you know, a good player coming up in the system, but there's an even better player ahead of him. And then he gets traded pretty much at his prime. Everyone knows that Corey Schneider is that guy. Calm, cool, collected, great rebound control, just a safe goalie doing his thing. He gets traded to New Jersey out of all places where Brodeur is not better than Corey Schneider at that point in his career. But Brodeur is Brodeur. He has the equity in the New Jersey Devils. He's not going anywhere. He's their number one starter. So there's a couple of years wasted. Or was it just one year of Brodeur or was it two? Uh, anyways, it was just like I, I an- believe it was just one year of Brodeur. Um, it was just an- another yeah. year wasted of Corey Schneider not being able to play a lot of games. I mean, that must be so hard 
for the psyche, man. Who else got it like that? Who else got it like that? That was something else. It, it's like this, bro. It's like this, okay? I'm going to bring up Aaron Rodgers again. Aaron Rodgers gets drafted by the Green Bay Packers. He's behind Brett Favre, right? He's behind Brett Favre. Let's say the Packers, uh, three years later, after drafting Aaron Rodgers, are like, you know what? We're going to keep Brett Favre. Uh, it's too hard to move this guy. Uh, the, the fans love him, blah, blah, blah. We're going to trade Aaron Rodgers, and we're going to trade him. We're going to trade Aaron Rodgers to the New England Patriots. Now you get a backup for Tom Brady. It's like it's unfair, man. Yeah, what happened? Like what ha- what happens if Corey Schneider gets not not just gets like traded somewhere else, but again, what if he sticks around in Vancouver and he's the starter? And does like, is he a Hall of Fame goaltender? Does he win a Vesna? Um, you can debate. Who knows? I, I know he gets I injured. I know he gets injured, but maybe he got so injured and so injured so often because. His his ass was always hurting for sitting on the bench, you know, and he was just like he was not <laughs> game ready, you know, for so many years, bro. Like that's like six, seven. That's like that's a long time. I feel like that was like a five, six year stretch where this guy's a backup goaltender, you know, or maybe like four, th- four or five years. But it's it's intense. Yeah, I mean, he really was the backup in Vancouver for three seasons, you yeah. know, prior to being traded to New Jersey. And then when he got traded to the Devils in 2013, 14, he was basically in a timeshare with Brodeur during his last season. But he vastly outplayed Broder. Like you look at just the the um, the surface level numbers, and you know Broder played 39 games, had a 901 save percentage. Schneider played 45 games, had a 921 save percentage. But it re- again, it wasn't really till his fifth full NHL season, mind you. He played NHL games in two for uh, two seasons prior, so it's his seventh season playing NHL games that he's finally a bona fide starter, and he's doing it on a Devils team that their top scorers that season were like Mike Camilleri and Adam Henrique and a 38-year-old Patrick Eliash. They brought Scott Gomez back for a bit. Like, it was a brutal team. So Schneider finally gets his uh, his time to shine when the Devils are just absolute. Um, I'm trying to find a way that's not swearing, but they're bad. They're bad. So, yeah. yeah, there's an argument to be made that Schneider is, you know, one of the unluckiest athletes, I would say, in sports history, in a sense. Dude. <laughs> and a good dude, man. Like, couldn't, couldn't mm-hmm. have happened to a better person and i feel as if i went to Corey schneider's first like preseason start for the canucks or one of the first ones it was against the flames and i was there live watching it and i could just tell from the jump that this guy was a little bit different and a lot of it had to do with how different he was than luongo luongo was super athletic and he kind of put himself in scenarios where he had to look more spectacular than he was because he had to you know make up for all this flopping and all this diving around and again, made things look really amazing. Whereas Corey Schneider was just always in position. He was just a lock. He just, it it was, it was different. And I do feel as if there was a path there for Corey Schneider in 2013, 2014, 2015 to be one of the best goalies in the league, but he wasn't. Okay. So the Canucks keep Schneider 2013 is like, what, what do you see happening with the team? Are we, uh, under John Tortorella at the time, right? John Tortorella is coming in like sooner yeah, than so, later. Exactly. What John happens? Tortorella is coming in. Um, yeah. So that doesn't change, right? You know, Alain Vigneault still gets canned after the Canucks get swept. John Tortorella still comes in. Uh, and I kind of broke down the next two years for you. Uh, but first, I, I do want to get to break quickly. Okay. okay talk to, damn, shout out bro, to our sponsors. Tease, I know. I know. I, I'm teasing you, buddy. I'm teasing you. So before we talk about the Canucks alternate universe where they keep Corey Schneider past 2013, I need to ask you, have you ever been stressed out by buying tickets at the last minute? Now I'm a big last minute deals guy and I found that the best place for killer deals at the last minute is game time. You no know, game time, they got my back. 
I get these emails from Nicole at game time, and she's always teasing me with concerts and events this week in my area. Not only are those emails a tease, but game time offers me flash deals on last minute tickets. What's even better than even better than that is that they have a lowest price guarantee along with event protection cancellation. Now I have no choice but to get off my hind and check out a show on a Friday night, maybe even a Saturday night. Let me know a bit about the game time guarantee. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you with 110% of the difference. Snake tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. You're back. You're back on Lockdown Canucks. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, yo. Before we continue, rest in peace, Jason Botchford. It was, it was what four years ago where we lost uh, Botchford, and uh, yeah, man, just just a legend, man, and sending the family love and uh, a dark time for the city. Not gonna lie, not gonna lie, man. Yeah, still my, you know, my favorite sports journalist of all time. Uh, nothing but love for Botchford. Uh, treasured a couple times that you and I got to meet him, and. Uh, Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Botchford. Rest um, in peace. So, yeah, Corey Schneider is your starting goaltender for the Vancouver Canucks in 2013-14. I'm going to tell you, Kyle, I, I don't have the Canucks' fate being much different that season. You know, if you look <laughs> at the numbers, Luongo had a 917 save percentage, which is right around his career average. Uh, played good hockey for the Canucks, but the Canucks are just a mess under Tortorella. He was never the right fit for that team. So I think, you know, the Canucks maybe get a few more points in the standings. Like maybe they get up to 90 points instead of the 83 they had, uh, but they're still around the 10th or 11th worst team in the NHL. Because of that, they still draft Jake for because I was just rambling for the last two minutes, trying to buy some time for Trevor to come back in. Dude, we're just working here, man. We're working here. Begsy, I said that, yeah, things would change. Things would change, bro. Cause think about it. Luongo, he's the number one goalie, right? Even though, for year, uh, for like 12, 14 months, there was like rumors that he was going to get traded. The Canucks were kind of going to move on from him, and the bridge was kind of burnt. They make that trade. Gillis flies over to Florida trying to like, you know, make things comfortable again, and it never was. So because it never was, Luongo comes back to the dressing room, and I know he's a professional athlete, one of the best goalies of all time, but again, that elephant and that saga is still in the room. What if that was removed from the room and Schneider was just there and he was just allowed to focus on hockey? Because Luongo wasn't just focused on hockey, man. Just the truth. So that right there opens up the equation of the possibility of something different happening. Because, again, Schneider's a damn good goaltender at the time, and he could patch up a lot of holes. He could buy some time for this team to gain some confidence under Tortorella. You never know, bro. Yeah, it, it is possible, but you know, here's how I see it. And, yeah, sure, you could say Luongo maybe wasn't the greatest guy in the dressing room at the time, but you know, neither was John Tortorella. This guy was never the right coach for the Canucks. Like, his yelling and you know beating his chest mentality was never going to work with that current Canucks core and like I said the Canucks in 2013-14 were 28 of 30 teams in the league in goals scored you know uh so yeah I I just don't see it being I don't see it being much different for the Canucks in 2013-14 let's get to 2014-15 because that that's that is I think a little bit more fun okay so the Canucks have moved on from John Tortorella you know, they hire, let's say they hire Willie Desjardins. Who cares? Okay. Like anyone at that point is better than John Tortorella for the Vancouver Canucks. You know, Corey Schneider is still in his prime. He's still at an elite level. So the Canucks that season end up being, 
a top five team in the NHL. You know, like that season, you look, you look at 2014-15, the Canucks were sixth of sixth in the league in goals scored and 17th in goals against. I'm saying that they're top 10 in both. Okay. They're, they're fifth overall in goals scored and they're fifth overall in goals against. Like they are one of the best teams in the NHL that season. So they go to round one. Um, they still end up second in the division because the Anaheim Ducks have a great season. They go to round one. They beat the Calgary Flames. Okay. So we're getting past round one. We're feeling like this core is going to do it again. You know, even though the Canucks are one of the oldest teams in the league, they're going to get it done. And they go on to play the Anaheim Ducks in round two. And the Anaheim Ducks are a bit of a wagon that season. You know, if you go back to our actual reality, they lost in seven to the Chicago Blackhawks who ended up going to win the cup that season. So Anaheim was a really, really good team. So it's the Vancouver Canucks with Corey Schneider and net versus Ryan Kessler, the Anaheim Ducks. And this series is intense. You know, during the regular season, in reality, the Canucks actually played the Ducks. It was four, four one-goal games. The Canucks won three of five games against the Ducks. But four of those games were one-goal games. Three actually went to extra, extra time. So even with this, the, this Canucks team that didn't have Corey Schneider, they already matched up against the Ducks pretty well. So it was a close series between the Anaheim Ducks and the Vancouver Canucks in round two. And game seven goes to overtime in Anaheim. And despite Corey Schneider making 57 saves, Ryan Kessler gets the winner against Corey Schneider in double Whoa. overtime. Why do you got to say it like no, that? Based on the, past, the rumors, maybe it's, yeah. it's the second hey. time that Ryan Kessler scored. Whoa, 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 whoa. Gonna, <laughs> wait, whoa, 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 whoa. See, there you go, man. There you go, man. <laughs> You're listening to Locked On Canucks, Kyle Bound, Trevor Beggs. That's, what's ha- that's what happens. That's how it all ends. And then Corey Schneider, um, after you know, getting scored on by Ryan Kessler. Just too much, too much to handle after all, all all the years of being a Vancouver Canuck and again being, I don't know, rumors saying being played by Ryan Kessler many times, bro. Just, it's just, this is over for him. You know, he retires. He doesn't even want to get, he doesn't, he doesn't even want to <laughs> play for another team. He just retires and becomes a, a color commentator for the New Jersey Devils. That's how it ends. You're listening to Lock Non Canucks, Kyle Bound, Trevor Bag. Should we cut that, cut the break right now or what? Yeah, unless you have any other thoughts on my alternate reality, then no, uh, that was dark. But man. I think you, you kind of gave him. <laughs> you went dark, bro. Oh, oh, it would it would have been a nice story if the Canucks, you know, beat Kessler and the Anaheim Ducks, and they go on to play Chicago in the conference finals. But that's just not how it happened in this alternate reality. I, again, you know, I I'm not just I'm not just making this up. No, I saw the future. Okay, Kyle, I yeah. saw this alternate reality. Amen. I channeled it. I saw it. Okay, this wasn't made up. I it believe it actually happened. Man. That's nuts. That's nuts. What a story, man. What a story. What a what a possibility that, that we could have stumbled upon if, again, Luongo gets traded at that draft and not Corey Schneider. We're having fun here, okay? We're talking about what ifs. What ifs? And that's what we've been doing recently, too. Like, what if What if the Canucks get a great third-line setter? What if Neil Zaman is, you know, that guy playing third-line setter? Oh, what if Spencer Martin can regain form or Silovs plays seven games and Spencer Martin plays 12. Like, dude, what ifs, man? What if we had a game tomorrow? What if we had a game tomorrow? Be nice. Locked on Canucks, Too bad. man. Locked on Canucks. Even in the out. alternate universe where Corey Schneider doesn't get traded, the Canucks are still not playing in the playoffs in 2022, <laughs> 2023. Because Jim yeah. Benning still gets hired and really just things mm-hmm. start to go downhill. Yeah, they go down, downhill. Unbelievable, man. 
Unbelievable. That's okay. all right, though. Yeah. But en- enough, enough about that. I know, I know. Again, it was a sad alternate reality, but en- enough about that. You know, it was yeah. a nice playoff run in 2015. Things went downhill, and then here we are today. Yeah. Locked on Canucks, and we're gonna save the best for last. Next in comment corner. Hmm. Uh, okay, you're back on Locked on Canucks. Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs. It went dark there somehow, some way. Let's let's raise it up. Okay, let's be positive. Let's talk about the people. We saved the best for last. We saved the comments. Uh, again, for last, right off the top, we have Marky Mark. Great work, guys. You are building a solid base here. Dude, Trevor Beggs and Kyle Bowen, just two people from Surrey doing doing what we got to do. And then we had Chris talking about how we wouldn't wish upon that backup goalie job for anyone, anyone in the NHL to, again, have that job in Vancouver, I guess. I guess Chris is seeing dark dark things too because he he is one of the he writes essays every single time there's an episode that's dropped he writes essays bro essays and there's a lot of satire there and it always ends kind of dark and it's not his fault it's the Canucks fault let's be honest let's be real we also did ask the people if they had any ideas for future episodes because we have a uh, off season that's going to last 140 days and we got to be here every day and he brought up all these uh, all these topics one of them was uh, should Bexa be in the ring of honor no no, but he, he he also he also You don't think the another... should be in the no, ring no, of no, honor? No, 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 we're not doing that. He he also wow. he also asked another question too. He said, What new NHL rule would you invent that, you know, would help the game? So that's a that's a cool question, man. I think that could be a you know, a cool, cool conversation, a cool topic, you know? What what three new rules should the NHL implement in, in the game? Dude, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Beggs, changing the world, changing hockey forever. That's the episode to watch. And if we actually take any of these topics, because he had like 18 of them. Look at this, man. If uh, if the Canucks make the playoffs next year, who's out? What does that mean? Okay, expectations for Hugliner next year. Now we're not going to talk about that. Uh, great outings first season. Whoa. Realistic, cheap free agent options. Bargain bin. I like that. That's tra- that's right up Trevor Beggs' alley, dude. He probably loves that episode. <laughs> I mean, I, we just kind of touched on some yesterday, too, with the backup goaltenders, some bargain bin options. But... I agree. That's I love all those topics. Shout out to Miauza. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are great. Those are great. Put those in the Google Doc, Kyle. Yeah, and, 100%. Uh, we'll get rock and rolled. I will touch on one of those, and that's I think one of the topics that he suggested. She suggested was grading Alvin's uh, first or Alvin's moves as GM. We do want to do that, and I think we mentioned that earlier this week. That you know, come on up on Lockdown Canucks, uh, maybe later this week or next week. We do want to revisit. Uh, the trades that Alvin made during his first full season on the job. So uh, watch out for that here on the Lockdown Canucks Podcast Network. Okay, okay. I'll keep it locked, man. Keep it locked. Kyle Bound, Trevor Beggs. We had a lot of fun today. A couple couple issues with, with the technicality, technicality things, you know, uh, the Wi-Fi and whatnot. It happens, man. It's, 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 it's late April, you know. The Canucks aren't working, but the people are working. It's tax season, so I get it, you know. It's a lot of... A lot of moving parts, and we're, we're doing our best out here, and we'll make sure that we enter next season with no problems at all, for real. And you know what, man? Maybe the the solution is, you know, I got to get out there and see you in person, man. Maybe mm-hmm. that's the world saying, like, you know, why you guys keep doing this online? Like, why isn't Trevor driving, mm-hmm. leaving Surrey and going to South Van to go visit Kyle in the studio? So Just that's for one of the other things I need to do. Yeah, maybe that'd be cool, maybe man. even two. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. Okay, let's do that soon, man. Let's sign out. Locked on Canals, Kyle Bowen, Trevor Bags, your team. Every day, shout out to the everydayers, man. The everydayers, man. And if you're new, we love you, man. We love you off the jump, man. We love you. And if you don't like us, it's all good because like us or hate us, love us or 
want us to fall off the face of the earth. It doesn't matter. It's go, go, go Canucks, go. It's go Canucks, go, okay? All the time. Go Canucks, go. Thanks again for listening to us. I'm Begsy. He's bowing. And you've been listening to Locked On Canucks, your team every day. Peace. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.